Welcome to the X-Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Palazzo, and today I sit down with Christine Walker. Christine is a German who moved to America, so sort of the inverse journey from my life. Her move was also primarily inspired by love, so she mentions that she moved to America on the K-1 visa. And for those of you not hip with the ins and outs of immigration rules, uh, the K-1 visa is the fiancé visa. So she really had a crazy whirlwind journey the past couple of years, and she's been blogging about it. And we actually found each other through the wonderful world of expat Instagram. <laughs> and we bonded because she lives in Charleston, South Carolina, which is where I lived for about five years. So it was so cool to see someone experiencing that place from a totally different perspective than I had. And you'll hear us talk about that in the episode too. We really wanted to focus in on the little small details that hit you day in and day out that make you realize I'm not where I used to be. So of course, things like the way that houses are set up and the way that Germany has villages and America has suburbs, like that all has a huge impact on the way one lives a life and what it means to be in either of those countries. But we didn't want to look at the big stuff. We wanted to look at the little stuff. Like I said, you know, when you're walking down the street and you see a water fountain in America, I go, yes, I missed those. Christine goes, why are there sinks everywhere here? So stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's welcome the first German expat to the show. My name is Christine Walker. I'm from Germany and I live currently in Charleston, South Carolina. And where in Germany are you from exactly? I'm from the south. Uh, I don't know if you heard of Rheinland-Pfalz, um, the Rhine area. Very cool. And how long have you been in Charleston? Two years. Two years. So I, mo I moved here in 2016. And how does it feel? Does it feel normal yet? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Since I started to, to work, yeah, it feels normal, you know, you just get up, you go to work, you come home. But at the weekends when I see the beach or when I'm downtown, it never feels normal. It always is like this, oh my God, is it really my life or is this a dream? Yeah, something that, that brought us together, just so listeners know, is that I lived in South Carolina, in, in Charleston specifically, for five years. And so I'd gone to college there and then spent a couple years after that working. And it's this tiny, well, ever larger city <laughs> right on the coast. So it's on this peninsula overlooking the ocean and got a lot of really pretty beaches right nearby people have seen the notebook movie a lot of that was filmed around charleston and yeah it's very scenic and i heard a lot of people when i lived there call it european though i never had the chance to ask a european if they also felt that it was european yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh if you ask me I, I think so too yeah it has a lot of character and charm because mm -hmm. it's so old so how did you end up in Charleston? So to answer this question, we have to travel back in time a little, um, 2015. Um, I did my bachelor degree in Ludwigshafen and my English was really bad. That's why I made a decision to study abroad. And my um, university is the partner university of the College of Charleston. At my first day at the college, I met my now husband. And after the semester abroad, we decided that we will spend our life together. I had to go back to finish my bachelor degree. We had a long-distance relationship. And but you decided to start your lives together where you met, Correct. in Charleston. Correct. So we had to make a decision. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very German, or people describe me as very German. I'm like, okay, what do we want? Um, are we, do we want a life together? Yes or no? Yes, okay. How do we make it happen? <laughs> <laughs> and the more we get to know each other, the more we, we felt this is the right, right thing. And we want to spend our life together. 
we found out quickly that it's not that easy as it sounds. The K1 visa turned out to be the right visa for me, so we got engaged. <laughs> and uh, I moved here with my bridal dress and my carry-on bag, sold everything I owned. Wow. And that was a pretty crazy experience. How quickly did you get married from when you got engaged? So we got engaged 2015 in December, and then I had to finish my degree. Uh, a year after, after that engagement, I moved here with the visa. It, it took a long time because you have to prove that your love is real. So WhatsApp history, pictures, um, evidence that this is a real relationship. And after entering the United States, you have 90 days to get married. That's not much at so all. That, no. So it's like in a, in a rush, coming here, selling everything, and then get married at the courthouse. And the real wedding, we did a year later, so we have time to plan and prepare. I've heard so many people say that it's really hard in the United States. They really, really want, they want so much from you. Like they want to see what you said, the evidence, but they really like, you know, they want to read your love letters. They want to see yes. any and all pictures you have. It's Everything. Pretty invasive. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, that was one of the things that we wanted to chat about is how it's been for you in the US, the different like culture shocks you've had, the things that I've run into in Germany that gave me culture shock. And I am also just coming back from a three week visit to the States where it got pretty, pretty strong reverse culture shock for the first couple of days. I think the biggest thing is like right away when I walk into America, like even the airport, everything really is bigger. And I don't even know how to say what's bigger, like not just the people, though people generally do have a bit more, bit more skin on their bones. (laughs) It's also just ceilings are higher, the hallways are wider, the cars are huge. (laughs) Yes, that's also the first thing for me. It's like, wow, everything's big. (laughs) And then when I get back to Germany, I'm always like, yeah, everything's really small. But somehow that, I only feel for like a second, but in America, like I realize it again and again and again. Yeah, I'm interested how I see Germany because I have not been there in these three years I live here and I will travel there soon. So maybe I will have the same reverse culture shock experience. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what you're probably going to have is you're going to walk down the street or walk through the airport and like smile at people or like say hi. (laughs) (laughs) They will all think I'm crazy. What's What's wrong with this girl? Yeah. I noticed too, I seem to have pulled back my, not my smiling in general, but kind of, yeah, like while I'm in Germany, I trained my face to not be quite as expressive as I naturally am (laughs) because it's really overbearing for people. And you know, when you can just feel when you're doing something totally different than everyone around you. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I want to tone it down and I want to fit in. So (laughs) I I do the opposite. Yeah. (laughs) I have to be like, okay, I have a really serious face expression. So sometimes people think, hmm, is she mad or what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, I'm in America. Smile. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's great all the time. (laughs) How's it going? You know, it's easygoing culture. Not so much guten Tag and don't talk to me. I've heard a couple Germans say that they're always really taken aback by the small talk on the street or with strangers. The grocery store, I feel like, is really amazingly shocking for some people. (laughs) Yes, I think the grocery store is that's one thing that stands out the most. I didn't know what would happen to me here because I I thought everything is like in Germany at the supermarket, you know. I didn't know that it would be different. You think like an apple's an apple, you know, yes. no matter where. You go, yeah, you, you need food, you have to pay, you end, you leave. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder, so how do you feel about, okay, so here's a big thing. In Germany, when you're checking out your groceries, 
okay, well, first off, there's like no room. (laughs) There's no room on that little conveyor belt. It's very small. And then at the end, there's this tiny little alcove where you're supposed to somehow bag your things or put them in. Yeah, you have to be fast. It's a race. It's you against her. It's like, who's faster? Can can you keep up with her, you know? And that was what I'm used to. Yeah, so I would get in. I would get in a special mood. Okay, okay, I have to go to the grocery store. So, am I awake? Am I ready? <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself a pep talk. Like yes, you have battle. an empower. You're like, okay, okay, it's on. Now it's fair. <laughs> and and you just you, you become faster the more you do it. So my first time here, enter Publix, and uh, first, then, how are you doing today? You find everything all right? Was like, uh, yes. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I was like, uh, you talking to me? <laughs> And then when I had to pay, this talking and how's your day so far? And you were like, what? I'm ready for the fight. What's going on? I don't even have to do something because there's someone else packing my groceries in my shopping cart. Yeah, in America. <laughs> so I was totally have, overwhelmed. <laughs> they have that whole system. They have someone else bagging your food for you or the cashier does it. And then they also have these little devices where all of the bags are on this rotating wheel. So they can like throw three things in a bag, boom, move the thing. Now they have a fresh bag in front of them. So, you know, they find their own ways to make it efficient, but you're not really supposed to touch anything. The first time I did. You did? I didn't know. So I just packed my stuff in my my cart and everyone looked at me kind of like, what's she doing? The guy at the checkout, he looked at me and said, are you from a different place? Oh. (laughs) Are you not from here? I'm like, "Uh, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Do you, okay, so here's another thing. I was like really, really afraid that when I went back to the States, I was going to forget something little and get arrested, which is, I mean, like mostly I was kidding, but specifically I was thinking about, you know, in Germany, when you're shopping in the grocery store and gathering all your things, it's pretty common to just fill up your backpack or your bag that you have with you. And no one thinks you're shoplifting because they're like, okay, you know, it's just normal. It's what people do. But that was something for me coming here. Initially, I was like really paranoid about, and I would make these big motions to show any cameras or anyone who might be looking that I wasn't <laughs> shoplifting. Um, but now I've really gotten used to it. And it's really like, it's very helpful because you fill up your bag and then you know, okay, right. I can't buy anything else. Like I'm full. So, but I was like paranoid that I'd go to the States and forget that you don't do that there and start putting things in my bag. And some security guard would come over and arrest me saying, stop shoplifting. <laughs> I wanted to bring my own bag because of the environment. And, you know, we were really big with that and we don't like to see all of this plastic waste. But my husband warned me. He said, what, what are you planning doing? I'm like, oh, I bring my bag. Uh, I don't think you should do that. I'm like, why not? We don't do this here. They think you're stealing stuff. <laughs> Another thing I was afraid of messing up, I was afraid that I would forget that you're not allowed to drink alcohol in public or anywhere, basically other than like a designated area. So in Germany, you can have a beer on the streets, in the courtyards. I mean, pretty much wherever. Maybe you don't bring it into a store with you or onto the train with you, but... You can walk down the streets, no problem. And I got so used to it that I was afraid, you know, I'd be somewhere with friends and, and not think about what I was doing and just crack open a PBR and then <laughs> it's all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, I miss it. I miss this. Yeah. Just having a glass of wine at the Rhine or somewhere. Here's another one with grocery shopping. Taxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Confusing Did you know that? it. Why, why is it not included? It's like every time I think, oh, no, at the end they add the taxes. <laughs> I never even thought about that my whole life. I grew up in America and I was just used to you see the price on the box of cereal, but then at the end it's seven cents more because of taxes and they add it at the register. Never even occurred to me that that's weird until I moved to Germany where taxes factored into any signs you see. So you know exactly how much you're going to spend. That's one thing my boyfriend complains about 
every single time we're back in the States, he's like, oh, it's, it's just a surprise. It feels like they could just yeah. be making it up, you know, like they just pull right. out a number. <laughs> the good thing is that the taxes are not that high compared to Germany. So it's not like 19% surprise. <laughs> Another one. Okay, this is one thing that I really, really would love for Germany to learn from America. Turning right on red. <laughs> I'm scared that I will do this, so I will really? be there soon. And I thought like, oh God, hopefully I'm not turning right on a red light. <laughs> right yes it's great but it, i'm used to it now at the beginning i didn't get it and people would hang behind me it's like come on what's going on yeah. uh, now i get it and it's I'm, I'm so used to it now that i'm scared i will continue doing this in germany <laughs> but yeah if you're making a right hand turn and there's no one coming and there's no pedestrians walking why can't you just quick make that little turn even if it's a red light <laughs> like i think that's so great and <laughs> oh, i wish i wish it were a thing maybe one day Maybe one day. That'll be my like political campaign. I'll run for some kind of office in Germany and my platform will be turning red on red and like that's it. That's the whole that's the whole platform. Oh, and water fountains. Oh yeah, those funny things. Yeah, we we just talked about it on Instagram. Yeah. I thought it's a sink. Like why why are American sinks everywhere? I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> did you like try to wash your hands in one? <laughs> I think one time I did, yeah. <laughs> So we even have one in the office and I'm never using it because it's awkward. I'm, I cannot do this. <laughs> really? That seems like so normal to me. Like, yeah, of course there's one in the office. That's still weird to me. I'm not used to that yet. What feels weird about it? To, to drink out of it? It doesn't feel like I should do this in public. <laughs> I guess it's like drinking from your own sink. I guess you do have to bend over at a weird angle yes. and sort of crouch down. <laughs> I guess if you think about it, it is pretty weird. But again, I'm so used to it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I mean, I drink a lot of water. I feel like Americans in general probably drink more water than the Germans yeah. just because it's, it's more everywhere. available. Yeah. And I, I think I drink more water here because it's just more available. You just get it free refill in the restaurant. Oh, that's my favorite. When you go out to eat and they bring you water right away without asking, they keep filling it up the whole time. Yeah. I love um, it friend of mine her, her parents were in Charleston to visit and they didn't know that and they thought they have to pay so they would put their hands over the cup and said no 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 nine 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 <laughs> don't <laughs> fill it up <laughs> well it would be scary then because this is the thing that drives me nuts about trying to buy water in Germany is like even if you do say you know what fine I'll pay the price I'm really thirsty you order it and it, sometimes it comes in like a half liter bottle which is to me an acceptable size but oftentimes it's like a 0.33 liter bottle which is pretty small or even I've seen smaller ones too so then you're ending up to pay for what seems to me like a shot glass of water <laughs> right yeah. and it's sometimes more expensive than beer or wine yeah it depends where you go mm -hmm. and ice too have you gotten oh, used to like ice yeah. I, always, I always say no ice please and they look at me Okay, she's not from here, I guess. <laughs> See, yeah, you How to spot a German? <laughs> I actually, I hate cold beverages and I hate cold water. I just think it feels weird somehow. So I also always would order it without ice and they would look at me weird. And I, I should just put on like a like a fake German accent next time I try that. And yeah. maybe they'll, they'll cut me some slack. <laughs> right. Especially it's already cold. It's everywhere the AC is on. You know, if you go out to eat, I always have a sweater with me. So it's already cold. And then you add ice. So that makes no sense for me. <laughs> yeah. Is it? How do you feel about having air conditioning everywhere? Like, do you think you're going to die of a cold all the time? Yes. At the beginning, <laughs> I was sick. 
So every time when I'm in America, I was on vacation, I got sick first because of the AC. Um, now I'm used to, so in my, in my home, I always have the AC running, but in restaurants or shopping, it's, oh, it's very cold. So I always have a sweater with me. Do you still luft your house? Open up the window no. and let fresh air in? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, you're Americanized. I know. <laughs> yeah, I had, uh, when I, um, for my wedding, I had a lot of Germans here staying in my house and they would open the door. They opened the door and the window and they lifted. And I looked at them, what are you doing? Oh, fresh air. You know, it's not good air here in the house. We need fresh air. And I explained to them that there are a lot of little animals that come in, flies, you know, the palmetto bugs. And I kept finding bugs after they were gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a big one for me. I, I moved in August and it was intense. Every single person I met had a different outlook they had a, they all have very specific ideas about how best to get fresh air into a room when you want it to stay cool so for instance i worked in a library and we had to we had air conditioning in there but before you were to run the air conditioning you should lift the room so open all the windows and let the fresh air in and you should do it right when you get in because it's like the the morning air is still the cool air from overnight right. but then after 10 or 10 30 I should close the window, but not turn the AC on yet, but just close it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was to trap the fresh air. <laughs> and then later yeah. I could turn the air conditioning on. It's like a schedule. When my when Josh visited me in Germany for the first time, he did not know we have no AC. So he said, oh, can you please turn on the AC? I said, we don't have this. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? Is this a joke? No, we don't have AC. <laughs> yeah. So we had to live in the dark the whole day and at night. You know, you turn on your, your phone that it's waking you up that now it's cold. Huh? So the third time you wake up at 3 a.m. just to let the cold air in, like you just said, to trap it and then later close the window. <laughs> yeah, and everyone has like their certain time of day where they put the blinds down or not. Yes. That's very mm -hmm. important. Yeah, serious business with the fresh air, yeah. It really is. And then, and then <laughs> but there is bad air too, because I've also heard, oh, what, it's a draft. If there's a draft. Ah, uh, yes, then that it makes you sick. Yeah. I don't know what the difference is between a draft and fresh air. That's a good question, yeah. I don't one think... makes me sick and the other one's good. That's weird. <laughs> to me, it seems like there's no difference and then people just make it up. <laughs> They're like, you're sick, so it must have been a draft. <laughs> I was always trying to do right by the people around me, but the thing was I worked with four other people and they all had different ideas and different schedules because they have the different strategies that they think is, is what makes it work best. <laughs> and, you know, in the in the States, there's there's an episode of the, the Office US where they have this huge fight over the thermostat because one person wants it to be 70 and the other person wants it to be 71 and the other guy wants it to be 69 just because he thinks it's funny. And they have this whole workplace feud about two degrees, which makes no difference. At the end of the day, yeah. it's, it feels the yeah. same. But to them, it was such a big deal and you know i thought okay that doesn't exist here because we don't have air conditioning in germany as you said but there is like same fight over the windows and the lifting and the trapping the air <laughs> whatever so it seems to be an international problem yeah yeah different, different ways to look at it exactly yeah oh and another thing so trash is a big difference between germany and america so germany famously separates all its trash like super specifically but for some reason in Chicago, when I was visiting friends, a lot of their apartments didn't offer recycling. So it wasn't even that they were choosing not to, just there was no way for them to recycle. Or some people did have a choice and they were like, eh, just throw it all into the same trash bin, which is, is terrible. It's, t it's so bad for the environment. 
However, after having lived in Germany for a year and having to always worry about what kind of trash is which, I love throwing things out in the same bin. Like it's just fun for me somehow. I get this sadistic thrill out of throwing plastic <laughs> in the trash. <laughs> yeah, we learned it at school actually. So I remember in a young age, it would like be a test. Okay, this is now a plastic bottle. What would you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a green glass. Are you doing this too with your glass? The white glass, brown glass, uh, where you have to walk actually to the, to the containers that yeah. are somewhere in your village or city. But you have to check that they're not fund glasses because some glass mm -hmm. you can return and get money off of like 20, 25 cents. So if they're not fund glasses, then you take them to this little, yeah, this little like trash bin. But there you have to separate it. Green, white, brown. But I recently, okay, so you can maybe give me some advice here. I recently had a bottle that was blue. I threw it out with the white. Is that bad? Maybe I would put it in the green container. Really? <laughs> it's closer. It's closer than white. It was like a light, like turquoise kind of. Was it pretty? You could also keep it. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you like beer? You like German beer? Oh yeah, I love German beer. I think it was an adjustment to realize it's not about the variety. So mm -hmm. if you go into a bar, you're only going to have two to three choices in terms of what type and typically... I'm in South Germany, so it's like, which kind of Weizen beer do you want? Hefeweizen, Dunkelweizen, <laughs> Kristallweizen. Bananenweizen? You have banana beer yet? Yeah, <laughs> I tried it once. I think it's so weird. <laughs> I can't get behind it. Kohleweizen's okay. So Weizen with Coke. But you know, okay, have you ever heard of mixing orange juice with beer? No, I have never heard that. So that's not super normal, but it's not unheard of in America. I think it, it has a name, something to do with a monkey, a brass monkey, I don't remember. But it's not uncommon or not unheard of. But when I mentioned that to Gordon, he was very appalled. He was like, you put orange juice in beer? And I was like, you guys put banana juice in beer. Like, don't talk to me. I tried a cherry juice beer the other day. They mix it with everything. Right. <laughs> How There was you... something I was quite shocked. Um, hot chocolate and bacon. Is that something southern? Is it something American? Or did I just find something weird? In combination together? Yes. So there was like hot, hot chocolate with whipped cream and then a stick of bacon in it. That sounds weird. Okay, good. <laughs> not, then I'm not so worried anymore because I was, okay. Is oh. this what Americans are doing or is it just something weird I found? Well, that is the thing, right? Like it's trendy now to be different and like innovative, but mostly that just means people do really bizarre things to their food and beverage. Okay, so you that's not have, American. No, there's bacon <laughs> in Bloody Marys. Have you ever had that? It's like tomato juice and vodka. And, and bacon. <laughs> yeah, and then they'll have Bloody Mary bars where you put different things in it. So you put like celery sticks in it, bacon in it, all sorts of things. I don't know. I don't really like them, but it, it's a huge drink at brunch. It's like mimosas or, or a oh, bloody. Yeah. Mimosa. Yeah. Sect <laughs> <laughs> orange. You know, it's like, yeah. no, thank you. I have to drive. <laughs> or we have a party in the office. Give me a little bit of orange juice with the sparkling wine. And here it's fancy. <laughs> Really? That was so funny for me. You know, Charleston is downtown. It's more fancy and tourists or rich people. And then brunch and mimosas or mimosa. Mm -hmm. I was, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's like 10 bucks for a sect orange. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's so expensive too. <laughs> I actually, I didn't even think of that before you just said that, but that's totally true. Like people have brought it into work for like their birthday yeah. and we'll have it in the morning with the cake or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I've always been like, wow, we're drinking at the, in the daytime at work. This is crazy. But I, guess I miss it. <laughs> it's not just, it's just normal. <laughs> oh, one other thing that stands out to me when I get back to Germany from the States is that it's very clean here. And I don't know that I feel like I go into the States and I think it's dirty. But when I come back to Germany, it always stands out to me that it's very clean. That's something uh, when I ask Germans what they see first when they come to America, that they, the cars don't look that clean or there's a mirror missing or you just tape, you know, with a little plastic foil, the missing window. <laughs> That's something you wouldn't see in Germany. That was something I thought was great about South Carolina. So in Pennsylvania, where I grew up, they had really strict laws about what you could and couldn't do with your car and still have it on the road and so a lot of cars they would get put out of commission just because they weren't up to that standard but in south carolina they had more relaxed laws about that i can see that yeah (laughs) oh my god people drove the wildest things and i was like how is this running and how is this okay but it it was there and i thought it was kind of (laughs) great at the beginning i thought wow today i just saw a lot of cars that had a rough time and then i took pictures (laughs) of it for my blog, for Instagram, I was like, oh my god, another one that's missing that, another one that's missing that. And then I realized, okay, that's every day. <laughs> it's just a new normal. Yeah. Okay, so here's one thing. When I lived in South Carolina, as I said, I grew up in Pennsylvania, I grew up in Philadelphia, and I moved to South Carolina and didn't fully understand that the South, quote unquote, was a thing still. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I knew there was like the Southern states, but I didn't know that there was a like, strong identity of like, we are the South and you are from the north and you know so I I came down and I just thought it was like a new place to live I wasn't really thinking about it in that way and really quickly I was identified as being a northerner or I was even called a Yankee and all this kind of stuff which I was very taken aback by and then sometimes the people there as I said I was there for college and then I stayed after and was working and through that whole time it was pretty common that if I had something critical to say about Charleston or about South Carolina that I would be told, well, you can go back to the North if you don't like it. Like they weren't really open to hearing that. And I'm from Philadelphia where we talk trash about our city, like none other, like you can't say a bad thing about Philadelphia because we've said it twice and worse, you know? So, so there's this, where I'm from, there is a culture of like taking jabs at your, your own town and you know that you love it. You're just being tough. Right. And, and so when I had any kind of that attitude and Charleston I I was labeled as like an outsider and told to go back and that was one of the things that really turned me away from the place I had a hard time feeling welcomed or accepted where I was like okay well then I will leave because I'm not even allowed to say that there's too many potholes without it being a thing that I'm not southern so I was wondering like for you as an outsider from not just there but the whole country have you experienced any of that not much yet we have not so many vacation days as in Germany, you know, when you, so it's like 10 days. So I didn't really experience the real stuff. Vacation is, I think, not so much comparable. Mm-hmm. But what you just said reminds me of my own experience. I'm from, from the south in Germany, from a little village. And you can hear it when I talk German. It's a strong accent. And I lived in Berlin. And everyone would say, you're not from here, huh? <laughs> Where are you from? Are you from Bavaria? So everything that was south was seen as Bavaria for them. So I didn't feel welcome there because I was similar, but I was different. In Charles, I'm just different. There is nothing I'm comparable to. That's just, oh, you're from Germany. That's interesting. 
I feel more welcome here than in my own country, different cities. I think that's I think it's something human, something because they have more information about you, more stereotype thinking about where you're from. But if they hear Germany or France or Greek, they're more like they're more like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. If it's similar, it's like oh, we already know everything about you, and you don't, you know, you're from the north, you're from the south. It's yeah. <laughs> No, that's true. What do you think about fries and mayonnaise? <laughs> about what? <laughs> uh, fries, French Fri- fries and mayonnaise. Oh, I I love it. And here everyone thinks that's disgusting. Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> I like it too, but no, it's definitely a European thing. I didn't get into it until I moved here. I always ask for it. Do you get weird They'd- looks? Yes, every time. <laughs> <laughs> the weird German girl who wants her mayo with her fries and no ice right. in her water. <laughs> no ice and, and the knife, actually. A knife and a fork. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a big one. I always forget about, yeah, you use both all the time, every meal. Yeah. Crazy. I still yeah. just use a fork. I always have to ask for the knife. Have you seen uh, Germans eating pizza with fork and knife? Yeah, which is silly. Like, it's they're very small slices because you get personal pizza. That's actually another big one. Oh, um, yeah. Did you know when you went to America that it wasn't normal to have personal-sized pizza? I didn't know. I wouldn't have thought about that beforehand. But when you cut... So in Germany, it's it's you, you get maybe like, what, 10 centimeter, 12 centimeter wide pizzas. So if you're going to get pizza with people, you all order your own. But in America, it's like this whole negotiation of, mm-hmm. of what per- people want as their toppings. And in America, you get asked a lot of questions. That's something that was very hard to get used to. You know, if you order a burger and fries, uh, okay, how do you want the meat cooked? You want American cheese, Swiss cheese, cheddar cheese? And you're like, totally overwhelmed. Just give me a burger. (laughs) And then the people will come back all the time and ask, like, how are you doing? Can I get you anything? (laughs) You have, after your last bite or not even that, you get the check. Oh, yeah. It's like, if it's like, please go now. Oh my god, my least favorite thing whenever I go back to the States is going to the bank. I use Wells Fargo, and I have the feeling that they told their employees, like, just be extra smiley, and everyone will forget that we did so many terrible things over the last 10 years. (laughs) Because you walk in, and there's a lady to greet you. Hi, welcome to Wells Fargo. How can we help you today? I'm just going to get money out of the... Right. From that person over there. Oh, great. You want money out? You can just come through here. Just, just And then I go through the line and then they're like, and then the people at the counter say, oh, hi, welcome to Wells Fargo. How can we help you today? I'm like, I yeah, just that's, that's want a lot. money out. <laughs> and the, the drive-thru bank thing, that was neat. Where you put the money in and... that There's like a little container that gets suctioned up somehow. Yes, that was, I, I was dying for laughing when I saw this. <laughs> I felt like I'm a little in the past with the whole writing a check so I've never done that before in Germany I did never use the check wow but like hmm my grandpa is using online banking why are we here still doing (laughs) (laughs) it yeah and people don't do online banking through their bank they have apps like Venmo Uh, or Chase Pay or whatever it's called I don't know yeah I I use Venmo right now Um, I just learned about this last week I didn't know before (laughs) it's really convenient I mean it it is like like PayPal yeah oh and another thing is um, separating checks at the restaurant in Germany it's always getrennt (laughs) separated (laughs) but here you have to ask okay together or separate sometimes you can pay by putting different credit cards in and just writing how much to charge each card but it always becomes this whole big ordeal that was something interesting for me in germany have you heard, seen this when you are at a restaurant and they just you give him five euros for example it was 450 mm-hmm. and he's just waiting 
he's just looking, oh, cannot find, you know, cannot find a change. He's just waiting for you that you tell him you can keep it. Yeah. (laughs) And in America, you know, you just say, keep the change. Yeah. And then you have to remember to tip so much more in America, which is also hard trying to figure out what the right percentage is and all that. And you have a credit card everywhere. Yeah. All the time. Never cash. Oh, man. Oh, the first morning I was in Chicago, I woke up really early and I was like, okay, I'll just go down the street to this cafe and and grab a bagel and a coffee. And it's like the the 6.30, 7am rush and someone came through and they bought a coffee and they paid with their their watch or their phone or something. They just put the phone up to the machine. The Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd never seen that. I didn't even know that was a thing. So that's a thing now in America. Yeah, you can pay with Apple (laughs) Apple Pay. Pay. Wow. You just hold your phone on something and it pays. That was like a real, (laughs) the future has arrived a moment for me. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny, the little developments you you don't really get because you're not in your country. The funniest thing was this this trip when I went back to the States, all of a sudden everyone was talking about how they like to go axe throwing. That's like a, a leisure activity now. Have you heard of that? Oh, what what is it? Axe throwing. So I guess you get these little axes, like they're not very big, strong ones, but you and you throw them like onto a target like darts. <laughs> that sounds scary. I know. I'm like amazed. Yeah, it used to be that people would like drink wine and paint. Like that was like the big trendy activity oh, for yes. a while, right? And now it's seemingly axe I haven't done this so far, the wine and paint. Mm, that one seems fun. Well, on the very good wine note, we'll around the corner and do the ending segment, which is called Zach, Zach, Zach. So I have three questions for you and your job is to answer them without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. Okay, let's do it. What is the weirdest food that you've tried in America? Chicken and waffles and syrup on top. That was very weird. (laughs) And honey mustard. Did you try it with the honey mustard? No, it was just the syrup and butter, Mm -hmm. fried chicken on a waffle. Yep. Okay, next time, sometimes it comes with honey mustard and you have to do honey mustard and syrup. Okay, next time I'll really Yeah, it. <laughs> it sounds gross, but it's great. What is your favorite word in English? The word, how it sounds when you say cafe. Like, let's go to a cafe, you know? Oh. The way you pronounce it, cafe, it sounds fancy. <laughs> like you go, you drink coffee at the cafe. Yes. <laughs> That's good. And last question. What is the best German cake or baked good? Rotweinkuchen. Red wine cake. It has chocolate flakes in it and a nice red wine sugar cover. And it just reminds me of Germany and home. It's very, it's something special from the region where I'm from. That sounds so good. Good. Very good. Thank you for coming on and talking about all of the differences between Germany and America. Or, well, some of them. <laughs> some of a lot. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> folks thank you again christine for coming on the episode i am linking to her blog and her instagram in the show notes so definitely go give her a follow you can find us on instagram too at the expat cast and we are also at the expat cast on facebook twitter and pinterest it would be great if you could take a minute out of your day and go leave us a review on itunes or whatever app you're using to access this podcast it's really quick and easy i promise and i actually just sat down in the spirit of the upcoming thanksgiving season i actually took about like 20 minutes out of my day the other day and just sat down and wrote iTunes reviews for all of the podcasts that I listened to because I realized I've been listening to podcasts for like well over a decade and I rarely ever actually leave reviews and that's kind of bonkers so I decided to just sit down and go give all the podcasts that I listen to every week some love if you want to do that too please go ahead and include us in that round (laughs) 
Next week, we'll be back in your feeds with an episode all about how to handle the news when you're living far away. We have an awesome guest. I can't wait to share it with you guys. So be on the lookout for that. And until next week, I hope you guys have a great start to your November. 